Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Very busy three hour program lined up uh, today. Uh, Brad Powers in an hour right now. We'll go over all things college football with him at that time. Mike Pritchard won a national championship at Colorado, played the NFL for 10 years. VSIN host. College NFL with him at that time. Reese Davis, ESPN on the show, and Paul Charchian, fantasy as well. Paulie, uh, I think by far the biggest story last night in sports, as this now continues, is what happened with uh, Serena Williams in New York at the U.S. Open. Playing the two-seed, and all things considered, with her story. Like, hardly any matches under her belt with uh, how her life mm-hmm. has been going recently, right? The, the Vogue magazine, I'm going to retire, this is it, all for me, 40, what, one years old after last night, and a plus 220 dog comes in, and I watched the entire thing last night. It was awesome drama. Uh, she was the better player. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but on the broadcast last night, great crew, right, with Fowler, uh, Everett, and McEnroe, the chatter was, at the end of the match, she could have beaten anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. I was picking off 40 to 1, uh, that's a heart bet, by the way. I'd like to see it happen, but who knows? She's now plus 225, 250 in that range to win her quarter because it's set up so nicely for her at this point. Yeah, 50 to 1. Now as low as 14 to 1 to win it, and now I know she's the GOAT, but this is like a VCU Butler job because of the win and taking out the two seed. The bracket's opened up now as well. I uh, love Fowler, but uh, I can't believe Chris Everett, I, I, she said it, it's only her sixth match of the year. Yep. Think about that, what she's up against. So the age, but there's not much better in sports. It's been said by many, but it, it, sports at its best when you get the legend on the last legs trying to make that final push before their, the door closes. And but that crowd, that emotion, you got Tiger Woods in the building with the fist pump. Yeah, Come on. when Tiger is the guy they're showing over and over and over again, sitting with Venus, by the way, in that box, and he's up leading the cheers, 
you know, obviously, it's uh, very special what's happening. It's, um, yeah, the Pujols thing, right? Isn't that why we love what's yeah, going on right, right now with Albert Pujols? Yeah, and you mentioned the odds, too, going into the match, taking on the two seed. And I asked Nigel off the air about our chances when we preview the U.S. Open. He goes, ah, no chance. But then he even tweeted yesterday, go, we're getting out of control here. Plus 225 yeah. or in, in the two-to-one range that you have to take. A, and that first set was awesome. I, I, I'm watching. I don't know if she's going to be able to break her. But uh, then you had, I think it was the third game, eight, nine deuces. Oh, yeah. Back and forth. That was fantastic. She survives the first set and then uh, wins in three sets. Dynamite performance. You know, when she finally broke her opponent, Contavet, uh, number two overall in the world, did you see what happened when they went to a quick commercial break? She went up 5-4, and Serena did the Tiger. She's like, oh, she went like yeah. that. And I thought, uh-oh, maybe a little bit too much adrenaline here. And her serve was horrendous uh, to go up and win that um, to win that set. And she gave it right back, and it was 5-5, and then they had to go, uh, and she had to eventually win it from there. And then the second set, I think that she just gave it away to conserve her energy for the third set overall, uh-huh. where she then c- took over yet again. Yeah. But it was, I, So I'm looking, it's like an hour before the match starts last night, and I see plus 220 in that neighborhood. I'm like, God, that is... That's bonkers to me. And then I saw Nigel's tweet. I'm like, that's enough for me to get involved and grab her at plus 220. I gave a little yeah. bit back betting uh, her opponent again midway through when uh, she was a big dog. But that's okay by me. And so now Serena in her next match, she's a buck 60. A buck 60. A favorite. And now this tweet from Tim Reynolds is absolutely astonishing. Oh, God. When she won her first U.S. Open match, Greg Popovich was 106th all-time on the wins list. This, Think about this. Tom Brady had not thrown his first touchdown at Michigan yet. Are you kidding me? LeBron had not made his uh, high school debut. Tim Duncan was the reigning NBA Rookie of the Year. Yep, that didn't hit me till that tweet. When, when, when she made her debut in uh, 1995, I was graduating high school. Yep. I mean, think about that. Um, and, and that's... That's lunacy. The other thing is, could fatigue be a factor? Is she playing today? So she's, she's playing doubles with Venus tonight. And oh, I, I thought when I heard that uh, again on the broadcast, I'm thinking, oh, wait a second, that's going to be way too. They, they were just like, no, she wants more reps. All right. And that's going to be the. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. But is fatigue a factor? And the other thing is, sometimes the stage is going to be too big for the opponent, and the opponent could wet themselves. I mean, this in that environment, New Yorkers, crazy sports fans. Passionate, they're into it. I believe they set an attendance record last night, but there's 24,000 there and 23,950 are rooting for her. Mm-hmm. So you also get someone who could be in their mid 20s and you have to encounter that knowing you're the villain and you have to play that role. And oh my God, what if you win? Everyone's going to hate you. Sure. And then it's just everyone's rooting for her and it's a madhouse. Yeah, and that's what happened. The other thing, rising to the occasion too 21 major wins over top two seats. No one has more than 15. All time. Think about that. And what was the stat you have? Uh, 20, 23 of her last 25 matches, period, against top two she's won. Yeah, going back to 2007. Yeah. Yep. This is Serena on the court on a performance post-match. Are you surprising yourself with your level? <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just Serena, you know, so. That's it. I'm just Serena. Right, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, I'm one of the best of all time. Come yeah. on, what kind of questions? Uh, amazing story. It, it, it really is. <laughs> yeah. And again, so yeah. some of the numbers here. Well, you mentioned too quickly about uh, you get this like the pools. Well, how about the Jimmy Connors? Oh no, that's you, another. That, that's another one too. It's like you want to see this. Well, how long can this go on? How was that crowd? Oh God, that's one of the best crowds yes. ever. And so, if something like that were to happen on a Friday night or over the weekend, if she continues to advance, uh, it's yeah. that's what it's going to be. It's going to yeah. turn into a college crowd. Yeah. The players, the athlete feeds off the crowd. The crowd feeds off the athlete. Mm-hmm. Connors would always go nuts and rambunctious and doing this stuff and going oh, crazy he, he, and getting into it. Right? He had that. In, he had twenty thousand oh, yes, that night eating out of his hand. Yes, he did. Yep. So six shop around, but six to one to reach the final at this point, plus two fifty, like I mentioned, to win her quarter. And uh, I did see a twenty to one still lingering out there to win the entire thing. Okay. I. How about a Coco Golf? Uh, Serena final. That'd be Can great. that happen? That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yep. Or even a, even a semi. And, and this this was an excellent soundbite from Serena. She said it post match, but this is in the press conference, saying that she has a chance to play loose. I feel like I have had a 
big red X on my back since I won the U.S. Open in 99 and it's been there my entire career because um, I won my first Grand Slam early in my career so um, but here it's different I feel like I've already won you know figuratively and mentally I like that interesting and had that target on her back now for more than two decades and she can finally like breathe a little bit and go out there and play loose and enjoy the moment Total bonus action right now for her. Yeah, you're at that point where if you don't win, it's a disappointment. You're, you're, you're the favorite to win every Grand Slam you're in. Uh, and you're, you're everyone's Super Bowl. Yep. And someone can make a name off beating you. It is. I, I know you brought up the, uh, the comparisons to a March Madness when you have you know a 15 seed win a couple of games and it completely opens everything up. It's difficult to compare like individual sports. But with Tiger in the audience last night, wouldn't this be Tiger winning the Masters a couple years ago? If she could actually pull this off, get a, get a run together, make the final, and win the whole thing, like how improbable that was. She was 50-1 to 1 to begin. Tiger, I think, was in that range uh, when he won it in 2019. He beat an unbelievable field. Yep. Um, but it, just, it feels a little bit like that to me. Pujols, obviously, playing a team sport. Great story going on right now. But if she could go out there on her own and win this whole thing. And again, I, I'll reiterate, reiterate what they were saying last night. And I'm no tennis expert. But the broadcast last night suggesting when it was all over with that she could have defeated anybody in the world last night the way she played. And yeah. may, maybe they're getting a little bit too excited. I don't know. Maybe they're accurate with, accurate with that. And I don't know how good the, uh, how deep the field is either. I mean, w when I was growing up, they were deep fields. You, you would have a Mary Pierce you'd have to worry about and in, in maybe even before the quarters. Celis, Graf, Everett, Navratilova, Sabatini, something like, even Capriati had a cup of coffee and she wasn't bad. I mean, they go through so many gals. Uh, once you had that, that, that stretch and how deep it was. Uh, did I say Salas? There was another one, too. But uh, I don't know how, what she has to encounter in, in land, possible landmines, but certainly when you beat the two seed, uh, certainly everything opens up. Now it gets fun. I know where I'll be Friday night. Well, I Fantastic. Mean, uh, good, good thing Nigel's there, too. Oh, that's going to be – that was must-watch TV to me last night more than anything else. Yep. Same thing on Friday for sure uh, when she's going to be playing. Um, and, again, I saw her as a minus-160 favorite in that match. So think about, like, the Mets last night. That story was awesome. Timmy Trumpet was there. Right, right in for, the same area. For, for Diaz yeah. to we come out. We flew out of there, LaGuardia, yeah. when we went to Foxwoods. Drove it's right all in that same area. Yeah, drove right by it. And, I mean, the Mets are an amazing story. I'm sorry, like, Serena was probably a little bit bigger last night. And that was a great scene uh, for the Mets at their stadium. With Diaz coming out, the crowd's behind him. But Serena, Serena, man. Uh, and on this, uh, you know... Possible lat. What do you think? If she wins this thing, is it better to call it quits? If she does the absolute improbable here, go out on a high note. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Because uh, I think people are going to say you can't retire now. Yeah. I would say yeah, absolutely retire. Yeah, even if it's a semifinal run, you could say that too. Yeah, yeah. Just I, can't I, do it anymore. No, that's You're it. A, Just yeah, you've been doing it forever. I mean, became a pro in '95, doing this forever. A mother and uh, the, the six six matches all year. I can't believe. Yep. You think there'd be the rust factor, right? What, what Chris was talking about. Yep. Maybe the gods will just, you know, help you out this one time around and you make this magical run. Everybody appreciates it and then say, yeah, that's good enough for me. That would be uh, either way. You're right. Semifinals, finals, win, lose at that point. I'd like to see this continue, though, for another week. That would be excellent. Yes. Uh, the first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Coming up in 20 minutes, we'll get into some of the college football games that we have on tap for tonight, uh, some of the line moves that we have, some of the bets that we've made so far, and uh, what's available as of this morning. We'll recap the other betting action from last night and win some, lose some. Coming up here on Follow the Money, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v It's Guinness time. That looks great on the screen. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of 115000 all season long. Guinness made of more. DraftKings.com for details. We're going to start this hour here talking college football, professional sports better uh, who thrives betting college football joins us now. Brad Powers on the program. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I want to begin with, with this. I want to begin with the Penn State Purdue game. You make the Nittany Lions a two point favorite here. So what is your philosophy? Cause the number is three and a half now, but it was four a little while back. What is your philosophy when you make a number like this two and on the dog, you're catching more than the key number there. You're catching three in the hook or you're catching a four. Is that like an autoplay for you? It is an autoplay. I don't need obviously that much of uh, a a disparity between my power ratings and my number uh, and and the market number around a key number, obviously of three or seven. So if my, you know, it could be just simply a half point. If I make it seven and, and, uh, you know, uh, the, the line is seven and a half on the dog, or in this instance, you know, I, I made it less than three, and the, and the underdog's catching more than three, even though it's a simple point or so, it's an auto auto bet for me. Uh, and especially later in the season, it's an auto bet as the numbers get tighter. Now, around bigger numbers, because you have such disparity in college football where you're dealing with, obviously, your key numbers are three and seven, and you're also dealing with lines like 30, 28, 35 mm-hmm. uh, plus points. You know, obviously, as the numbers get larger, I need a bigger disparity between my number on the game and obviously what the actual point spread is. Yeah, I think maybe an example there would be what Utah State against Alabama. It got to 42 and a half and you're like, wait a second here. This Mm -hmm. is just too many points. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm closer in the like the 38 and a half, 39 range uh, on the game. So, yeah, I mean, that's three and a half, four points. And I wasn't even considering Utah State until Circa hang what I considered an outlier line to begin with at 42 and a half. And, you know, let, let's face it. I, I mean, I know Nick Saban is unbelievable in these season openers. He's never lost one and against the spread. He's 13 and two, but he's never laid this point spread. Mm-hmm. And uh, this large and look, Utah State isn't great. 
but they are the defending Mountain West champs. It's not like they're a, a really bad team. So, I mean, 42 and a half on Alabama's got a huge game on deck. Sure, why not? Yeah, all good points. And uh, the Texas game on deck. So let's we'll get to the games tonight and also all the bets you made during the summer. You also bet the Purdue game under tonight? I did bet under. I mean, just you got a very competitive conference game. Uh, you know, I made the line 52. Uh, I mean, I got 57 at Circus. So thank you very much for the guys there. Uh, I'm pretty confident in that one tonight. Okay. And Oklahoma State game under? Yeah, I'm going to go under. I mean, obviously, first instinct, when you think Oklahoma State, you think offense with Mike Gundy, but obviously defensively uh, is what carried him the last couple of years. Now, I mean, the concern is Jim Knowles leaves for Ohio State, but I just, I still think Oklahoma State on the defensive line has one of the best defensive lines in the country. Central Michigan, I think, will be conservative. They'll try to run the football with the nation's leading returning rusher. So I just thought, again, another number. You can't be hanging these totals. In this instance, it was 60 earlier than just a couple of days ago when I gave it out. Uh, just too, too high of a number. Uh, and made it 56. Okay, why do you like Pitt? And do you think it could get to eight? Tell us what you laid with Pitt and why you like them tonight. Yeah, so I got a lot uh, on Pitt. So I laid five, I laid six, I laid seven. Just a huge disparity in my power rings. One of the biggest ones left uh, in the in the market where my pure power rating number on the game is 10.7. Mm. So uh, that you should scream that I should sit, uh, still continue to, to be betting Pitt here. But uh, I think there's a mispricing on Pitt, and it's two fronts. Number one, everyone thinks, well, you lost Kenny Pickett, you lost Jordan Addison. That's true, and people tend to overreact to the loss of skill position players. But, I mean, they do return all five starters on the offensive line. And legitimately, Pittsburgh, in my opinion, has a top five defensive line in the country. I don't think people realize that. So that's a little bit of the mispricing. I also think JT Daniels isn't very good. Now, I'm not a big fan of the other USC transfer quarterback on the other side, Keaton mm-hmm. Slovis for Pitt. But uh, that that's part of the reason why I have such a disparity here. Now, with that being said... I'm not a big Pat Narduzzi guy, so I'm done with my pit bets. I laid five, six, seven. I'm done. Does it get to eight? Maybe, but we've seen at certain points this week a little bit of buyback on West Virginia. Wouldn't be a bit surprised tonight we get a little bit of buyback. People are going to see that attractive dog getting seven and a half with the hook there on a key number, so I I, I don't expect it to move too much. If it goes to eight, I don't expect it to move any further than that. All right. Uh, one more game tonight and a total on ESPNU. Louisiana Tech and Missouri, 56 and a half now up to 60 with the total. Yeah, over. Uh, I, I did bet the over in this game. Uh, I'd still maybe lean a little over, be more of a pizza bet. Uh, Louisiana Tech's, you know, going to go high tempo. They'll be much improved offensively. I mean, this is year one. They're under a new coach, an offensively driven coach there. Missouri, I mean, another new defensive coordinator there. So, so much staff turnover uh, on that side of the ball. And, and I think they'll push uh, the pace offensively. So, over a lean there at the current number. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Brad Powers, professional sports better, excellent on college football. Uh, again, earlier this summer, you were betting Western Kentucky minus seven, minus seven and a half against Hawaii. <laughs> then we saw what happened to Hawaii against Vanderbilt on Saturday night, and it was disgusting and ugly and vile and nasty. Whatever, use whatever word you want there. So overall here, how much do you downgrade Hawaii from that performance? And we talked to you about trying to middle or arm last week, and you don't do it very often, but what would you need to come back on Hawaii to try to grab a middle in this game because you have such a great number on Western Kentucky? Great questions. Uh, Number one, Hawaii was my biggest downgrade from last week, five points. That's significant. I mean, probably probably should even downgrade them further. Mm. But I I try to keep it too conservative. I don't want to overreact to, to one game, but five points is pretty significant for me. That's about as far as I go. Uh, to get a middle, it'd have to at least cross 17. I- I'll be honest with you guys, this point in the season, uh, there's still some variance. It's not like I was really thrilled with what Western Kentucky did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Austin P. I mean, that was yeah. legitimately a close game. They had to benefit from a couple turnovers just to win the game as a 31-point favorite. So uh, I'm hap- obviously very happy with my Western Kentucky bets. Don't expect to buy back Hawaii. I mean, I think they they could legitimately be a, a bottom 10, maybe even bottom five team in the country this year. Well, another big downgrade had to be Nevada. Uh, they were fortunate to oh, win. Yeah. They were plus five in the turnover battle. What did you do? They're at home against Texas State. What did you do, grab there? So, I uh, number one, I downgraded Nevada three points. That's significant because, I mean, a team – you know, won the game, covered the point spread, and I still downgraded them three points. You're right, turnovers. I, and I just wasn't wild in any aspect. 
if they're playing anybody other than New Mexico State, they probably lose that game. So uh, in this instance, now it's early. Uh, so I, I bet New Mexico State plus 16 and a half. I'm here to tell you, somebody got 17 and a half. Somebody beat me to the punch there. Or, or I, Texas State, I got plus 10 and a half on that game. I'm thinking of last week. And, and then I still continue to bet Texas State on Sunday morning. They didn't adjust the line enough. I bet plus five on Texas State this Sunday morning. And then, you know, a couple sharp groups came in and, and took the game to pick. Uh, I think Texas State wins. So uh, and you couldn't – it had to be for me to bet back Nevada. Texas State would have to get to, you know, about a three-point favorite. Wow. Okay. And then and, and Wyoming blown out at Illinois. You laid one with Tulsa? Yeah, that was earlier this summer, one, two. And then, you know, I took on Sunday morning because a couple books left them up. They didn't even adjust the lines. They just left whatever the point spread was uh, coming into last week's game. They left up four. I, I Obviously, I thought the number was going to track towards seven. So I, I took Tulsa late four five days ago. Okay. And then you've been adamant all summer. And I know the Notre Dame fans were coming at you on social media. You, th- you thought Ohio State was going to bury Notre Dame and comfortable laying the points. And you did. And then Notre Dame has had injuries. And you point, you point out Ohio State, 4-0 straight up an ATS run, last four against Notre Dame, average margin of victory, 15 points per game. So let me ask you guys this, because I was just doing that uh, this this morning before I came on. Do you think Ohio State finishes in the top 10 this year? Yes. Okay. How about this? Since 1994, Notre Dame against teams that finish in the top 10, 5-44 and 44 straight up. Against the spread? 27% against the spread, coming up short of expectations by seven points per game. That's Notre Dame against teams that finished in the top 10 of the AP poll since 1994. So, yeah, oh. I, it's going to take a lot for me to want to bet Notre Dame in this situation. Obviously, I laid a really good number four months ago. Uh, I'm here to tell you, if you want to get involved, though, now with it being 17, I'd probably prefer the over. I, again, I expect Ohio State's offense to have their way with Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to lay three with Utah because, again, that's the team that you were betting uh, a while ago. You were grabbing plus numbers with them. When, when you were betting Utah, was that pro-Utah? Was it anti-Florida? A little bit of both? A little bit of both. I mean, obviously, I really respect Utah and the job Winningham's done. I think that they're, they deserve to be the clear-cut Pac-12 favorite. At the time, I was betting Utah to win the Pac-12 and all this stuff. USC was the favorite. I just totally disagreed with that. And then... You know, I watched Florida spring game, and you could tell Billy Napier, uh, the new Florida coach, uh, just wasn't thrilled with the depth and some of the talent at certain positions that he inherited. And I just didn't see a lot of playmakers for Florida, so a little anti-Florida. You see the path there for Utah to make a make a run at the playoff? Well, I mean, it has to start with a you know a nice win on Saturday night. If they lose, they're out, and I I can see a situation where the conference is out after this weekend. I mean, obviously SC's got some big games, but. Uh, this is a very important game uh, as far as the Pac-12 goes. It's as important as it gets. Utah wins, and I could see him making a run. Yeah. You did grab Oregon plus 18 when that was available, yeah? Yeah, it was a little bit slight hedge back. Uh, I did bet Georgia William Hill on April the 7th. I laid 13 and a half. I just I didn't expect it to go any further. I made the line 17, so at the current number, it's a pass. Okay. Uh, we'll continue with Brad Powers, professional sports better here on Follow the Money. It's Feast and the Sports Betting Network. There you go. A rundown of a lot of the bets that he made and why uh, and what he plans on doing, if anything at all, moving forward. Coming up next, uh, plenty of numbers are still available that he still likes. We'll run down some of the uh, games on the board this weekend that are still available that you could bet on today per Brad coming up here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VSIN's preferred horse racing app. Use code HORSE200 for the $10, plus get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. With wagering at more than 300 tracks, AI assisted picks, the First Bet app is the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website details. At vcin.com slash horses. Brad Powers every Thursday during the football season. College football expert. Uh, Brad Powers 7 on Twitter. Does a great newsletter and the most transparent better out there as well. 77 bets so far and it'll be well over 100 uh, all told. 
What are what are some of the bets that you like with numbers that are still available? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, out of the 77 bets, I can tell you this. Only two have moved against me. One of them is Buffalo. And out of the 77 bets, even counting a couple that moved against me, I mean, they moved by an average of three and a half points per game. So there isn't too much left on the board. Uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I bet Boise State plus five, Boise mm-hmm. State plus three. I'm here to tell you, I think Boise State wins the game. So Boise State money line, I think, is still a solid bet. To me, I think Boise State was downgraded too much after last season. Yeah, sure, they went 7-5. and five. It was their worst record as far as a season in two decades. But, I mean, if you dive in, deep dive into them statistically, they were better than a 7-5 and five team. And, man, when they were on their game, they stepped up and beat ranked teams like BYU. They blew out Fresno State. So I, I think in the year year two under Avalos, even though I really like Jonathan Smith, I haven't been impressed with his offseason uh, as far as how he prepares his team for a season opener. He's 0-4 against the spread in season mm-hmm. openers. So I'm going to take Boise State money line against Oregon State. That'd be one of my favorite bets left on the board. S- same with SMU and uh, North Texas to go under that total where it's at right now? Yeah, even at 68 and a half, I know you're, you, it's the highest total on the board. Yeah. You got two teams that are going to run a lot of tempo. I still like under at that. I, I just think being priced in the upper 60s for a week one, you're expecting those offenses to be running at pretty good efficiency. You know, North Texas already played last week. They didn't run too much tempo last week. They ran 70 plays in a game that they controlled against uh, UTEP. And then SMU with a new coach. Sure, again, they're going to run tempo, but I'm just <laughs> I don't think the offense is going to be firing on all cylinders. Look, these two teams played last year. They ran a ton of plays, and, and yet they only came to you know 44 points, so under mm-hmm. 68 and a half, and that that'd be my favorite total left on the board. Okay, and then uh, I'm I'm with you. You tweeted this out uh, right now. North Carolina's one and a half uh, going to App State this weekend. Yep. That was pathetic last. I mean, you got 20 some guys out for Florida A&M. That's a close game in the fourth quarter. It is. And when I tweeted this out, I thought it was a more pathetic performance than Nebraska. And, and I mean, it's 35-24 late third quarter. Keep in mind at that point, North Carolina is failing to cover the closing line by five touchdowns. So, yeah, sure, they scored the last three touchdowns of the game. They got close to, to covering some of the early numbers. In fact, they were down at the one-yard line. I don't know if you saw this, Paulie. And then they had a holding call. Oh. Right, if they score that touchdown, you want to talk about a swing for me. I, I win all four of my bets on North Carolina. They don't gain that yard, that critical yard. I lose all four bets. So when you're looking at the end of the season, you're grading out, you know, what went wrong, what, what went right. It is a game of inches uh, in college football. But, yeah, that was – not a good performance against a very shorthanded, mediocre FCS team. Look, Florida A&M is a team that wins in the FCS, but they're you know an HBCU, and they're just not a top 25 program, so that was pathetic. And, and again, I, this stat's out here throughout the week. Uh, it is a negative to actually have played a game compared mm-hmm. to it being your season opener. I mean, the last 15 years, if you're playing on the team in this instance, App State, you're playing on them. They're playing their season opener against a team that's already played. You're well above 55%. And we're talking uh, against the spread, 400-plus game sample size. So, yeah, I like App State outright against North Carolina. Okay, so what? That's potential bad news for Illinois backers who grabbed the three. And then yep. a lot of people are making the case for LSU and Florida State. And by the way, that Duquesne story, that was one of your picks, and you released it with oh. Adam Chernoff and how that number moved. Well, moves significantly. Number one, the reason it became a bet is the market kept creeping up on Florida State. In fact, when I did the show with you guys last week and I said, hey, there is a line out there in the FCS that's off 10 points right now Yes, at one of the offshore books. Uh, very low limits. It's five dimes. That game was actually Florida State. And Florida State at that point was a 31-point favorite. I said, hey, that's off 10 points. So what happened throughout the week is Florida State got bad up continually to get bad up, up, up and up and up. And I, I was thinking Florida State, obviously, for a significant part of that time frame. But they got to a point that's all price dependent for me. They, they crossed 45. They got this big game against LSU on deck. I gave out on the, the show with Adam of Florida State plus 45 and a half. And we saw one book in particular, uh, you know, made a mistake. And, you know, after probably getting s- several bets at one time, dropped that line right back to where it was at 30 and a half. And I'm sure some people got some middles there. I mean, so 
And when you're, if you're watching that show, obviously it's important that you bet within seconds of the release, but yeah. also look, I mean, some books might make some mistakes. Now I'll caveat quickly. Uh, you know, that's probably a good way to get your account limited if you're doing stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good points. Uh, two more. If we had this in the newsletter and you have the over. Since taking the Michigan job, Harbaugh is 61% to the over, and this has gone from 57 to 62 and a half against Colorado State. Yeah, that was the other pick that I gave out earlier this week with Adam, and I I just think there's a misperception about Harbaugh. You, you think conservative, run the football, play defense, and it's totally opposite. He's a big bully. He's not afraid to run it up on teams. You know, even going back to his Stanford days, if you blindly bet the over uh, on any game involve, uh, involving a Jim Harbaugh coach team, you're 59% to the over, 61% since he took over the Michigan job seven years ago. So uh, that's number one in the country as far as most profitable over coach. So I just don't think that necessarily gets out there in the market. He's He's got an opportunity to be a big bully this Saturday against Colorado State. Uh, playing two quarterbacks. I mean, McNamara is going to get the start here, but I think both quarterbacks will have a sense of urgency. So you get that. And then Colorado State's going from a conservative run game type guy in Adazio to a pass happy guy in Norvell. So I think that also plays the over here. Still yeah. still would lean that way, even even yeah. though it's okay. moved four okay. points. And, and then you have the dog and the under. And I'm interested to see here now because the, the, it was all the high scoring offense. It was crazy with Corral. And then you saw just the string of unders with old Miss, and, and now he darts the quarterback, takes over the transfer. Big move with the total again in this game, and you also like Troy plus the points. My, my pick to win the Sun Belt. Oh, I like that. That's it's a big price. That, I know. It's a long that's shot. That's a good long shot, I think, yeah. Paulie. I mean, they're very experienced, and they've been a classic underachiever the last few years, better than their record, so kudos for that. I think that's pretty strong there. Uh, yeah, I was dogging under for me. I think people think Lane Kiffin, uh, offense, tempo, Eight straight unders to close last season. A yep. uh, lot of uncertainty for him, too. Uh, the transfer portal, new OC, new DC. I just, uh, that opening total at Circa was 64 and a half. That's expecting, the, you know, an, both offenses to be firing. Didn't see, obviously bet under there. Uh, you know, value's been dried up there. I would still bet anything above 21. I think Troy's worth a bet. Again, I, I think they keep it really competitive, at least for a half. I don't want to get too nuts after one game. But what do you think like the realistic uh, ceiling is for Nebraska this year or the best-case scenario? And if they don't meet it, is Frost then finito? Oh, I think best-case scenario now is a bowl game, 6-7 wins, and I, I think it's pretty much over with. I mean, what else do you need to see? People say overreaction. <laughs> overreaction to 45 games? He's 15-30. and 30. I mean, you want to talk about overreaction? I was done with him after the Colorado game like three years ago. I had the biggest bet, uh, you know, at that point in my life on Nebraska. They're up 17-0. They got more fans in the stands, even though it's played at Colorado, than Colorado does. They blow a 17-point lead. So, I mean, I washed my hands with them three years ago. Nebraska should have washed their hands with them at the end of last season. No, I mean, bowl game at absolute best, and 6-6 six and six, he should be gone. The only way he saves his job now is if he, you know, wins seven of his last 11 games. Don't see it. Great job. Tell everyone about the cover show, your newsletter, and where we can find your work. Yeah, cover show, we're doing a bonus one today uh, with FCS. Since there's 21 games involving FCS teams today, uh, the FBS lines against FCS teams are uh, up, and then some other games are going to get posted. So check that out. That's at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, we'll be giving out some bets there. And then the newsletter, you can find me, uh, BradPower7 on Twitter, BradPowerSports.com. Thank you. All right, pal. Good luck this week. week. Yep. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Take there care. You go. 77 bets already. Getting yeah, that's as of right now. In almost every game. Yeah, right, as of just right now. Yeah, excellent. Because he said during the break that it's that number's going to sail over triple digits. Yep. The other thing, too, with North Carolina, what, that horrible performance, uh, to piggyback his tweet and what I said on Monday's show, they also were preseason top 10 last year and, and lost seven games. Yep. With Howell. With Howell, a quarterback. So this could be another coach. Frost gone. It could be it for Mac Brown, too. That's another good game Saturday. What about this uh, Urban Meyer stuff to Nebraska? Yeah, I, yeah. Saw them making a run yesterday. The, yeah, yeah. A little, a little birdie said he was told that could happen. I, I will say that he would fix it. Oh, sure. He, he, he would be one of like two or three guys who could go there tomorrow and yeah. totally flip it around. Doesn't matter where he would go. Mm-hmm. It would work. Do you concurs up next? Is this the best way to bet the NFL?
This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Kick off college football with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Join Bet Rivers every Saturday for a 20% parlay profit boost of at least three legs. New promotions, props, great house specials every day. Bet Rivers, your go to book. Download the app or go to betrivers.com today. It's a whole new game. Mike Pritchard joins the program now for a VSIN deep dive. And if you want more deep dives, uh, they're all on vsin.com and available only for vsin pro subscribers. He won a national title at Colorado and he played in the NFL for 10 years, vsin host as well. Good morning, Mike. How are you today? I'm great, fellas. Good morning. Happy to be with you. Uh, you bet. Thanks, we, Mike. We were just talking about like uh, betting teasers in the NFL and how we prefer to do that nowadays in this league because numbers are so tight. You like a two-team teaser in week one, is that correct? I do. Um, you know, the first game of the year is always an unknown situation a lot of times because of the preseason. I mean, really, what kind of information you get off the preseason? Uh, as, as long as there's no significant or key injuries to focus in on. Uh, so you just look at uh, the rosters, uh, and I saw a roster in Baltimore, and I, I'm looking forward to the evolution of Lamar Jackson uh, to turn into a pocket passer. So I'm anticipating that. And they're playing the Jets, right? And, and so uh, I know a culture change has to happen in New York uh, for a lot of things to go right for the Jets. So I like a, a teaser situation there. And I found a partner that I think has an advantage uh, this year. And a lot of people are talking about Trey Lance, but I think they're looking at Trey Lance as a pocket passer. I'm looking at Trey Lance and the fact that Kyle Shanahan has a creative quarterback and therefore his offense can be very, very creative. And I don't know how the Bears are going to prepare for that. Uh, now, I'll, I'll hedge it mm-hmm. up easier because I'll tease them down. But I, I think the Bears, in a new situation, lack of personnel, they're going to have a tough time uh, preparing for that situation against San Francisco. The last time we talked to you, you were anti-Tua, and you weren't that high yeah. on this offense. Are you, are you still 
like do you like McDaniel? Do you think this offense works? Where are you at now with Tua and, and getting Tyreek Hill? I mean, Paul is going to be predictable. Like they're going to do naked bootlegs left and right. I mean, uh, they're going to have to. They're going to have to move the pocket for Tua, and especially if they're trying to find Tyreek Hill. And I know that the big highlight that we saw of him you know, dropping back and launching one, he, which he over, underthrew, by the way. Yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, but, I mean, how many times is a team going to give that up, right? I mean, that's such a low-percentage play uh, in the National Football League. I mean, I, I think they'll hit one or two of those. I mean, and that would be exciting, and, and we'll be excited about that. Dolphins fans will be. But for an entirety of a 60-minute ball game, I, I think that playbook's going to shrink if they can't run the football and I think the, the options to go to, to go to Tyreek Hill down the field are going to be slim. I mean, I, I, they're not going to be that many. So uh, Waddle's banged up. We'll see how effective he'll be early on. I, you know, the tight end situation, they were talking about trading uh, one of their premier guys. So I, I, I think it's in flux uh, right now with, with Daniel there as, as a head coach as well. Mm-hmm. Tell us why you like, you know, it's a week from tonight now, Pritch. So can't wait. Yeah. Finally back here. Tell us why you like the Bills to go on the road and not only beat the Rams, but to cover. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, I know up, I'm up against it, fellas. I get it. McVay, 5-0 week one. Uh, give me that smoke, though. Give it to me. Uh, <laughs> and here's why. Because I think the Rams got hot down this stretch, and they got hot. There's reasons for it, right? Uh, hell, they almost went undefeated down the stretch uh, because they added OBJ and, and Von Miller along the way. Uh, on top of everything else that they established. And, and I'll give them a lot of credit. They ran the ball very well. But uh, I think Buffalo is, is a roster that is just so complete. And we talk about the offense because the day bowl has gone and now Dorsey. But that defense, number one scoring defense, only allowed a 17 points a game last year. I'll put it in better context. They only allowed 12 passing touchdowns all season long. And now you added Vaughn Miller to the mix. And so – I think they're stronger, believe it or not, defensively. I, I think the toughness aspect is what did them in in some key games last year, in particular. And, it's, yeah, and I think they bring it Thursday night, along with that offense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have an uh, overrated, one overrated, one underrated team? As you I see think it. the Broncos could be overrated. I oh. think the Broncos could be overrated. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, they lost Tim Patrick, who was a key component in terms of matchups. Uh, and then yeah, they still have some offensive line uh, issues. I know Russell Wilson uh, moved the needle on, on three markets once that trade happened, uh, but I, I got to wait and see. I think they might be uh, uh, overrated. Underrated? Uh, maybe Carolina? Maybe Carolina. Um, be, it might be, but then okay. again, the betting public is not suggesting that, right? I think a lot of people are starting to gravitate towards Carolina. I can see them making the playoffs. No, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Vies in the Sports Betting Network. Mike Pritchard, our guest. Beeson, senior NFL analyst, first-round draft pick, MVP of the championship team at Colorado. What do you want to do with the Saints if you're buying that hype, and how concerned are you with the Brady situation in Tampa? Well, as far as concern, I'm not concerned about Brady. Uh, I'm not concerned about Brady. Um, But I am concerned about what's happening around Brady. Uh, because it's crumbling around them and it's different. And, and we're seeing a departure of the Tom Brady, right? Uh, normally we're talking about a Tom Brady with a chip on his shoulder uh, and always intense, you know, running down the hallway. So he's not late for a meeting. And now he's taking a sabbatical during a training camp. Now he's kicking it or, or taking care of business. If you will, I thought that taking care of business part is on the field. So we'll see if he can still have magical seasons and what he can do to a locker room. But this locker room, is different than the Super Bowl locker room that he played with a couple of years ago. Yeah, and then on the Saints, though, uh, five to one on Winston. There, there are a lot of good candidates candidates to win Comeback Player of the Year, but you, you're going to go with him. I am. I am. I, I love his leadership, Mitch. Uh, I really do. Uh, Alave is going to give him that option as a third wide receiver. You know, Jarvis, and, and then you think about Michael Thomas. Hell, Alave could be a number two. We'll see. Uh, but then you got Kamara too. I mean, he's got a lot of weapons. He's got to stay healthy. He's got a defense to that can help him win a division. I think he can win some type of narrative along the way. If he's playing well, hell, they, I think they were five and two or something like that before he got hurt. Uh, and, and certainly he was keeping the interceptions down, highly efficient passers. So uh, it looks like if he can mm-hmm. stay healthy. And I talked to Randy Mueller about this. who was down at joint practices with uh, green Bay and new Orleans. Uh, he looks good. And, you know, the Saints look good with him at quarterback as well. So he's got to stay healthy though. Here's some breaking news. Uh, the Broncos and Russell Wilson have reached moments ago 
an agreement, Pritch, five years, $245 million, includes $165 million now guaranteed. You know, ties, uh, let's see, deal now ties Wilson to Denver for seven total years and $296 million. So in terms of the top five highest paid quarterbacks of uh, average annual value now, Aaron Rodgers, $50.271 million. Russell Wilson, number two, $49 million per year. Your thoughts on that? Oh, it's awesome. it's awesome. It really is. I mean, that, that organization is starting to put it together with the ownership situation and now the big deal. Russell has talked about wanting to finish his career in Denver. Uh, $165 million guaranteed, man. It's not, <laughs> that's not bad right there. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's, it's something that had to be done. He's a quarterback. Uh, it, it's no different than having, you know, the LA and then they got the Manning. And what Russell has brought to the team uh, from his presence alone, his culture alone, uh, is transforming them. But I still think they could be overrated a little bit uh, going mm-hmm. into the season, just be, just because of the name Russell Wilson with that roster right now. We're a close to the same age. You're a successful guy, former pro athlete. What do you yes, think? Sir. What do you think of DiCaprio not dating anyone over 25 years old? I mean, imagine you're in the well, late 40s and the girl's 22. How's that conversation? Well, you know, it, it, you know, if you got game, Polly, it's not that hard, though, right? I mean, it, I, I think there's a lot of things you can talk about. But, but, you know, I, I, you just have to have some game with that. You know, Leo, uh, I don't know what his game is, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. Um, but now that I'm in the dating realm, I, I mean, you know, I've, I've dipped into the 30s. I haven't dipped into the 20s. Uh, but I've dipped into the 30s. It's different. I don't think that's a pr- – yeah, th- I think it's a whole new ball game, though. 30 compared uh, to like well, late. Like you said, though, I mean, be smart about it, right? Be wise. Uh-huh. Read up. Yeah. Right. No, no, know what the kids you know are what, talking Polly, about these Polly, days. Polly, this is what they. This is what you have going for you, though. Like so, you know. I think a young lady, whether late twenties, not early twenties. That's kind of. That's kind of. It's kind of different. But I would say late twenties into the thirties, they're, they're looking up to you. You know, right? Yeah. They're looking up to you for some wisdom, right? Mm. And so that's what you need in a relationship, anyway. You need some respect. Come on, Paulie. I mean, you got the game. I, I believe in. You. Ooh, I don't know yeah. about that. Well, I'm, I don't have the wisdom. I, got, I have. I'm a confident guy, but I don't have yeah. the wisdom. I have to go somewhere else for that. There's <laughs> some life. I'm not gonna give you any life advice. Uh, uh, good to talk to you, though, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, Pritch. Absolutely, fellas. Thanks for having All right. me. Thanks for getting up early. Appreciate on, it. Yeah, he's on Twitter at mi Pritchard. By the way, the pro tip this hour. Great one from Brad Powers earlier. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh is 61% of the over as the head coach at Michigan. As he said, not a lot of people probably think about that. True. They probably think the exact opposite. And a five-point move with the total Saturday. Yep. So that's the pro tip for this hour. We do one every hour here on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 every single day. They're all available at VEASAN.com where you can sort them by sports and by show. We'll continue talking football, the college variety, coming up next Reese Davis joins the program from ESPN. He's in Pittsburgh for the game tonight. We'll get into the backyard brawl. And can we have a team like Cincinnati uh, make a run for a playoff spot again this year? Coming up here, follow the Money Visa and the Sports Betting Network. And you're just lying there? Watching on the couch? Uh Uh-uh, that's not going to cut it. You need to get in the game with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. There you go. Now you're live in the action. Live in-game bets. Live player prop bets. Live player prop bets. Live player prop bets. Live. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live with you from downtown Las Vegas, the Circa Resort and Casino. Can't wait for tonight. Week one gets underway. The backyard brawl is back, baby. And the coverage is going to start at 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 Pacific on ESPN. And the man heading that coverage, Reese Davis, joins us now. Reese, thanks so much for the time today. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Looking forward to the brawl tonight. It's it's about time. It's been 11 years since they played, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what do you forward to that? How, how special is this for you when you go to spots like this? And you're not going to be in Pittsburgh, you know, for a game every single week. But when you go to a special spot like this, it's not the SEC. It's not the Big Ten. 
but it's a huge like local and you know the regional rivalry. How special is it for you to be on set for a game like this? It's going to be really cool, and I think it's going to feel like some of those environments that you mentioned. The listed capacity of the now named Acrisure Stadium is 68,400. They've sold standing room only tickets, and the record currently uh, for the stadium is uh, 69,963 or something like that, 983, somewhere in that neighborhood for a Penn State game in 2016. They think they're going to have more than 70,000 people Mm. in the stadium tonight when you include the standing room only. On the secondary market, the West Virginia fans have have dominated the secondary market sales. So they're going to be well represented, you know, 75, 80 miles between uh, where I'm sitting in Pittsburgh and Morgantown. It's, It's going to be electric. It'll probably be a little feisty because both sides, have have spent time sort of um, indoctrinating their players on the significance of this rivalry because they were all, um, you know, they were all in elementary school, if not earlier, the last time these two teams played. So uh, there, there's been some learning, even I think uh, among the two head coaches here about the significance of this rivalry. Mm-hmm. And it means a lot to people. And I think that'll be evident in the stadium tonight. I like the quarterback angle to each team, new quarterback USC transfers. Yeah, uh, how about that? What kind of, I mean, I know you guys like to play the numbers. What kind of odds could you have gotten a few years ago <laughs> that uh, two guys in the USC quarterback room would be, uh, would be under center to uh, reignite the backyard brawl all the way across the country? Yeah, absolutely. And it would be the third stop for JT Daniels. But that's sort, of, that's sort of where we are in this quarterback era now. I think nearly, I think it's 45%, but uh, approaching half of the starting quarterback to open the season in the FBS um, started their careers elsewhere. And, and you have yeah. a few guys, you have a handful of guys who have double transferred, including uh, JT. As the season really gets going tonight, Reese, you have the big four. I mean, you want to put Clemson in there, that's fine. But certainly Alabama's a freight train, Georgia and, and Ohio State with the hype and head and shoulders above everyone. And if you want to put Clemson in that mix, can you make a case how many teams can you make a case for then to jump in and make the playoff? Well, I, I favor Utah uh, to make the playoff, and they have a big test on Saturday night uh, opening at Florida. And I think Florida at this juncture has shown us nothing other than, you know, scouts talking about Anthony Richardson and his talent. But to suggest they're anything more than a middle-of-the-road SEC team, and if you're a playoff contender – uh, even in extreme humidity and heat, you should be able to go in and win that game. And I expect that Utah will. So I think that Utah is a team that will be a legitimate playoff contender. Um, I'm a little skeptical about Texas A&M because I want to see their quarterback play, but they've got uh, a lot of the a lot of the other components that you would want if you were going to make a playoff run. Certainly Clemson, again, uh, they need consistent play in the quarterback position, mm-hmm. but they've got new coordinators. But I, I don't think it's much of a stretch to say that Clemson uh, could be a playoff team. Outside of that, um, I don't think I'm forgetting anyone else. Maybe Michigan, uh, but I think outside of those uh, eight or so, whatever that is, it would be pretty surprising to me to see a playoff team rise from, from any of the others. So no team like a Cincinnati this year. And I think that was a perfect storm because they had to play Indiana and Notre Dame, so the schedule yeah. set up if they were going to win those games, they would have a chance. But no team like that exists, you think, this year? No, I think there are teams that could be in that realm. I really like Houston. I like Cincinnati again, too, to be honest. Oh. I think they've built a program there. They just don't, they don't have or didn't have just a good team. They've got a good program, so they're going to be good, and they will challenge Arkansas, and it wouldn't stun me if they win that game, um, which is a difficult opener for them and, and more difficult than their uh, Power 5 road game last year against an Indiana team that didn't win a single game in the Big Ten. Um, you know, that sort of backfired, but Cincinnati had built enough equity that they were able to overcome it. But I think those two are good. I think I actually also believe that BYU is, is really, really good. And BYU has the type of schedule that you were talking about that could, mm-hmm. that could allow them to build some momentum. Now they don't have any margin for error. They have to, you know, they have to win all of their games, but um, you know, that's a, that's a club that, has a lot of experience coming back. They've got their quarterback and Jaron Hall returning. Uh, they play. They play Baylor next week at home. They've got. 
they've got a road game at Oregon. They've got Notre Dame. They've got Arkansas. They've got, you know, I don't know how good Stanford's going to be. I'm calling their game next week against USC. So I'll see them firsthand, but BYU plays Stanford. Mm -hmm. So there will be a lot of power five opponents on BYU's resume. Should they be able to go through undefeated or maybe with one close loss? That would be one that would be worth worth keeping an eye on if you're looking for a, a real flyer from the outside in that Cincinnati vein. I think BYU would be one of those teams as well. 6 p.m. Eastern tonight, Backyard Brawl ESPN. Reese Davis, our guest, check out the pregame. It'll be a fantastic game tonight. Where are you at with the, the Lincoln-Riley dynamic here of now? What will he do with USC? Can he turn it around right away? And what does Oklahoma look like then? Uh, I... I'll answer the second part first. I think Oklahoma is going to be really good. They've got a Dylan Gabriel, a transfer quarterback who I love, and he did his mm-hmm. best work when uh, early in his career, the earliest part under Jeff Levy, who was then offensive coordinator at UCF. Dylan's thrown for you know 8,000 yards and 70 touchdowns in his career. So I think Oklahoma will still be explosive and dynamic on offense, and Levy's one of the better offensive coordinators in the country. You know, Venables is going to put together a solid defense. I do think it will take a little while to, you know, to round into the Oklahoma of old simply because they lost so much talent through the transfer portal. Some of that talent went to USC with Lincoln Riley. My question about Lincoln is not whether whether they will be a powerhouse eventually. I do believe that will happen. But immediately, we're asking him to do something, and he's a really bright, uh, terrific young coach, offensive coach. Um, but he was, he was handed the keys, I've said several times, referred to it as a Lamborghini. Bob Stoops had that thing really finely tuned mm-hmm. when Lincoln was handed the keys. Now, did he drive the heck out of that car? Absolutely, he did. But now you're asking him to do something that's difficult. You're asking him not only to restore a proud program that's been fractured in many ways. But you're also asking him to pull together a ton of personalities in a short period of time. High-profile transfers who, and I, I don't want this misunderstood, I'm not characterizing the players of the transfers as selfish, but typically when you, when you are a high-profile transfer, whether it be Caleb Williams or Jordan Addison or even some of the other uh, players like, like a guy who's really assumed a leadership role for them, Shane Lee, who transferred from Alabama because he wasn't really um, you know, a full-time starter at Alabama, but, but a very talented player. Not that those guys aren't team guys. I believe they are. But there's also that competing dynamic of they're there for their touches or their starts or their snaps or their tackles or whatever it might be. And it's a challenge to make sure that all of those things mesh in a way that is good for the team immediately transfers may be the greatest guys in the world but they transferred because they were looking for a greater opportunity or something to enhance their profile or a fresh start but there's there's a reason and and i'm in favor of this but there's a reason that they've moved and a lot of it has to do with enhancing their personal situation and that can be challenging especially when you're trying to establish your program in the first year that's why I'm a little more skeptical and hesitant about USC this year, but, but I do acknowledge they have tremendous talent, particularly at the quarterback and, and receiver position. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Reese Davis, and of course the coverage again for the Backyard Brawl begins tonight on ESPN at 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific, and it's going to be must-watch television for sure with the game in college football now back with Week 1. Uh, Reese, we love having you on the show. Thanks for the time today. Thank you for having me, guys. Enjoy. Yep. Yeah, this, I love the regional matchups like this and the rivalries in college football. It's uh, what has made the sport so that in college basketball. So good over the last, you know, yep. countless years. Oh, they don't like each other. No, oh, no, no absolutely it was, not. It was unfortunate. It's, uh, it, it was off for 11 years. But separated by 75 miles. I mean, you just see it with Slovis. I mean, what does he know? He comes in, oh. the new quarterback at the, at the pep rally, whatever you want to call it, and on the mic, bleep him. You know, there is West uh, Virginia says. there was an unbelievable story on Sports Illustrated yesterday documenting what it's been like over well, going back fifteen years to when again West Virginia was gonna play in the national title game and they, they lost as a thirty point favorite to pit that night, thirteen nine. People just they're they're still not over the loss. Fifteen and how why would you be if you live in that area, right? And this is why it's so it, they call it like they're the country folks taking on the you know, the players in the big city of Pittsburgh. 
And so they don't like them. Yeah. And that's their one time to really, really shine in this day and age in college football. And because they were great He's, under Rodriguez. Right. And uh, how that completely yeah. flipped Rodriguez's career. It's once in a lifetime. It happened yet one year with South Florida. That was the same year. Same year, South Florida. And how about with uh, Louisville? Brian oh, Brown. That was right team? around the same time. Yeah, they went were to, they they went were awesome. to Rutgers on a night game. They were. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like second, third in the country. Oh, absolutely. The season. A real shot that to was, like get, get, have a chance to play for the national title. That's the college football was off the rails then. Some of the players for West Virginia have never been back. Oh, they can't go. Oh. I mean, it's been 15 years. Oh, boy. Pressure. We'll, we'll recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.